Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Hola, greetings, watcher, hello, and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast that is suitable for all the ages from sound effect to sound effect. Um, I don't have any sound effects this week as due to supply shortages uh, they haven't come in on the cargo ships like they usually do around this point in the week um sound effects as you know can only travel by ship because of sound waves no i don't really understand it either but what it does mean is that i'm having to make all my own noises here at cc4khq and let me tell you it is really quite exhausting i mean if i want to make a cup of tea next door i have to go stomp 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 <laughs> Clink, 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 clink. Stop, stop, stop. Ah. And at the end of all that, I haven't even got a cup of tea because I've been too busy making noises to get one. For an audio podcast like this one, you see, you need noises for absolutely everything too. I mean, you name it, it needs a noise. Otherwise, you just don't even know it's there. Go on, name it. Go on. Yeah, you need a noise for that. Correct. I quite like making noises, but I'm not good at all of the ones that I need for this show. Uh, for example, yak falling over. Yep. Uh, sort of, it's not quite right. A bowl of soup saying thanks. Thof. So yeah, it's not, it's not quite right. Oh, I can do this one though. The sound of the feeling that there was a tortoise here earlier, but there isn't one now. Ugh. If you were to actually hear the real noise of the sound of the feeling that there was a tortoise here earlier, then you'd realise that that was pretty accurate. Yeah, you'd. It's pretty much spot on. I'm even having to do Linda's noises this week, as yet again, she is nowhere to be found. Linda! Linda! Now I've got no no idea where she is yet again. Anyway, here's the sound of Linda juggling kiwi fruits. I don't know if she ever does that, as I've not actually seen Linda ever or met her, but that is what it would sound like if she did, if she actually existed. Oh, um, I'll tell you what noises I do have, because these ones were sent in. Um, I have some annoying noises. I don't know if you remember in our summer winter holiday special, Matt from the Listies did his brand new annoying noise, which was so annoying. I'm still thinking about it. This makes me really annoyed. Hang on. Uh, annoyed sound effect. So then I asked if any of you wanted to send them in. Well, we've had two this week. Two annoying noises. Uh, here is a brand new one from Beatrix in Kansas City. Enjoy that. Wow, that is so annoying. Well done, Beatrix. I hope you've been annoying people to the moon and back with that one. And then we've got this annoying noise from Not Biggie Cheese. Just in case you were worried, this is from Biggie Cheese. It's not. It's from Not Biggie Cheese. Make sure you don't get those confused or there will be trouble. Here is Not Biggie Cheese's annoying noise. (laughs) Oh, 
my goodness, it's so annoying. I think I'm going to be annoyed for at least six or seven years after hearing that. And uh, all the people around me are going to be annoyed on my behalf. Well done, everyone, on your amazing, annoying noises. Uh, I've also been sent in this week, um, and this is so exciting, my, my, my. This is a joke, a real actual joke sent in by one of you, one of you called Ridley, who is age nine. Uh, that's what it said on his email, so I'm not sure if he's nine years old or aged nine years, like you can age a cheese. Maybe Ridley's been sitting in a barrel for nine years now and is extra, extra stinky. It is very difficult to say. Anyway, here is Ridley's amazing gag. What do you call a knight that paints strange pictures? Sir Real. <laughs> Brilliant, Ridley. Um, hang on. Laughter sound effect needed. <laughs> um, that is hilarious and superb wordplay too. I am very, very impressed. Uh, if you have annoying noises, jokes, questions you need answering, or indeed anything else you just want to send in here to this here podcast, um, please ask your ungainly schlumps, sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk. Oh, wait, um, I can do a sound effect for grown-ups. Here you go. <sighs> I'm very good at that one because I am a grown-up and that is a noise that I make all of the time. Also, a big thank you to everyone who sent in questions for the Halloween special podcast, which will be out later this week. Yes, two podcasts in one week. It's just too many. Too many podcasts in two. When will you have time to listen to it? Maybe you'll have to listen to one with one ear and one with the other ear at exactly the same time. Um, but if you have sent in Halloween questions specials, Halloween special questions, Halloween question, question, questions, then please uh, stop sending them in now because I've got loads. Um, so thank you. If I've got them, if you haven't sent them in yet, stop it. Just stop it. Oh, wait, hang on. Here's a stop noise. Stop it. Thanks. Um, sorry if you missed out on sending them in, but you can always send in a Halloween question to be asked when it isn't Halloween too, because I don't make the rules, mainly because there aren't any for this silly, silly show. Uh, also, if you haven't had a chance yet, please get your ungainly schlumps to help you find my YouTube videos that I did for CBBC Scream Street and Mega Magazine, teaching you how to be a comedian. They are really fun and they've got loads of clips from the very funny uh, show Scream Street in it too. Right, um, sound effect for next bit. What do I need to do for that? Next bit! Oh, this is really exhausting. I need a lie down. Uh, I think that's I think that's how you do a lying down noise. Right, while I'm not lying down, but I'm making the sound effect of lying down, here's the most important bit of the show. On today's show, I am joined by Luke Rollison, a.k.a. the Grand Old Luke of York. Rollison, who shouts for fun, uh, three times winner of the International Staring at a Walrus competition. And of course, Luke, as all of our listeners will know you, you are the man that famously rescued 17 children who were trapped inside a Pringles tube. And and thank you for that, I have to say. Thank you for, for everyone. Well, yeah, it's all right. It, you know, pe- people bring it up a lot. And I... I... I don't think of myself as a hero. I just think of myself as a man who was hungry for Pringles and was disappointed to find the tube empty after mm. the 17 children. Oh, so they'd managed to get the Pringles out somehow, but then themselves in. They'd they'd chewed their way in. Yeah, very oh. much. Um, and and were attempting to chew their way out, but had run out of crisps. So that's that's why they kind of because obviously mm. if it's a full tube. You're not going to get very far in. You're not going to be able. But when the tube's empty, it's much easier to to kind of like just barrel down it like a slide that's been blocked of off at the end. Yes, and I never thought about trying to climb back up it because it's quite slippery on the inside, isn't it? That's a exactly. foil, slippery side, so you'd have great difficulty scaling back up. But exactly, and yeah. and they've had um they've had complaints about that, but they they just don't they just don't want to change it. They don't want to mm. change it. Which is uh, as laziness at the end of the day. 
It is laziness. And, uh, you know, and, and if it wasn't for you, those 70 children would still be inside a Pringles tube. But how many other children out there are still inside Pringles tubes? And we, we just don't know to this day. You know, there might be might be hundreds, thousands even. There's only one way to find out, and that's to go down to your nearest... <laughs> <laughs> supermarket get all the pringles and shake them just shake them just shake the tubes um and if someone comes and tries to stop you you know that they um they're 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 the one putting those children in those tubes wow yeah that's it do you know what i mean i feel like you've probably incised a whole load of, of heroes out there today just just with this we haven't, even, so. we haven't really got into this conversation yet and already i think there's gonna be uh children and and, and grown-ups listening to this that are like Wow, maybe today I could be a hero and I could save some kids from some Pringles slash other uh, discular crisps. Disc- is that the word? Dis- discular crisps? Discular, discular, Crisp- yeah, yeah, discular, discular discs. Yeah, and, uh, and and that come in tubes. And I don't know. I'm sure other ones do. I think breadsticks do sometimes, don't they? And um, it's why I came on this podcast was to have that legacy. Really, if if course. I don't know how much data you get, but if you see that everyone else, everyone signed out of the podcast at this point, we'll know why. Yes, we'll yes. Well, and it'll be across the news as well as just it, it, all these thousands of children are found and uh, mm. can return to their lives of eating other snacks. Yeah, stay off, yeah. stay off the, stay off the tubular snacks, everyone. Yeah, tubular snacks. A... What an album! What an album! Tubular snacks. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I'd love to hear tubular snacks. I think that would be a. I, I think probably quite crunchy sounds. Uh, yeah. But probably quite pleased. I quite like the sound of crunching. I'm a big fan of crunchy things, so I think it would sound quite nice. Because Tubular Bells was... Was that Brian Eno? Tubular Bells? No, Mike Oldfield. No, Mike Oldfield. This is, uh, this is a particular content for the kids listening. Uh, yeah, this is one for the kids. Mike Oldfield and Tubular Bells. But I should say, listeners, if you are hearing this, check out Tubular Bells. It's weird, creepy music played on bells. I think good that's for Halloween. Describe, good it? for Halloween, yeah, I think. Halloween. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. It's, yeah, it's very spooky music. I don't know why bells are so spooky, though. Because well, I think it's because bells are. You know, I th- I think it's because we have an association of bells with kind of old places, mm. and old places are going to have more ghosts, so yes. therefore a spookier. They're also a um, an instrument that you can play. Probably a, be- a bell, a bell, like in a bell tower, you can play that with just your teeth, you know? So if you're a kind of, oh. it's definitely an easier instrument for a ghost to play than, for example, a trombone. <clears throat> that is true, isn't it? Yeah, that is true. Because you can't really go Woo, down a trombone, whereas you could just use your teeth on a bell and then I, that, and then yeah. you played it, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you that... could pull the rope or you could just, you're right, you could just get inside the bell and kind of make a resonating sound. You know, if you if you were a ghost and you went inside a trombone, you're likely to get lost. Yeah, and also worse, someone might blow the trombone and then you'd go flying because you'd just be like, woo, and you'd be out the other end. What a memorable proms distance. that was. What a proms. <laughs> what a memorable proms. That's my favourite proms. The haunted when proms. Sh- it was the best the haunted one. Haunted proms. Yeah. <laughs> I I wish there should be more haunted proms. I don't know why that there was only the one off. I suppose maybe ghosts learnt that they shouldn't go inside the wind section from then on That's, because yeah ghosts learn they've they've had a long time to learn ghosts yes. learn yes whereas children don't it's funny isn't it children keep getting stuck in tubular uh crisp boxes ghosts don't keep getting stuck in tubers i feel that there's some sort of deeper message there i can't work out what it is yeah but... i think the message is that children could learn things from ghosts mm. 
have yes. a chat with a ghost have a chat with a friendly old ghost and see what you could learn from listening to their life experience Got so much good advice already. I barely started talking, and already I feel like this is such an inspirational. Point. I feel like you know this, this isn't like the family and children's podcast. Like, this should be in the inspiring. This should be up there with the life coaches that got to follow your dreams and give one hundred and fifty-seven point four percent, and all those sort of people that that do that. I feel like this could be up there because this is this is real inspirational stuff. Yeah, this is uh, follow your dreams. Chat to a ghost. That's uh, <laughs> that's my. That was it. That was it. I'm, but those I'm, are good. I'm ones, angling. Yeah. I'm angling for a TED talk from this. That's my plan. I think you should. I think you should. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be slightly critical, which I, I, I don't like doing, but my worry about following your dreams is sometimes I have really weird dreams and mm. I don't want to end up following those in case I end up doing something. The other night I dreamt I was in a very strange museum that had an aquarium in it and there was an art exhibition and all the walls moved and I was with my dad and my dad just kept saying, this isn't very good. And I don't, I don't really, I don't really want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to follow that dream. I'm not particularly, you know. That sounds like a fantastic art exhibition. <laughs> In the dream, I enjoyed it. My dad was really. He couldn't work out what it meant. He wasn't very impressed. Can I tell you a dream I had literally last night? Mm, please do. I um, I had a dream that. Now this is this is the first time I've told this dream anecdote, so I don't know if it will really um pop, but we'll find out. I went um, in in the dream. Me and three friends were in the Cub Scouts. I don't know if you've ever been a Cub Scout. I have been, so I had a lot to draw on in the dream. And we were going out on an outing, like a, a camping outing. And then we went on this really long drive in real time in the dream, and then came back to where we'd started. And then the Cub Scout leader tried to pretend that we were in the forest, that we'd gone somewhere, and that we were on an outing, even though we were in the same church hall. And he was kind of making it up and we made a fire. We tried to make a fire, but it was indoors. And then eventually we confronted him and he admitted that uh, he got lost. And he just (laughs) come back. (laughs) And he was was hoping we wouldn't notice. And we had, but we all went along with it for so long in the dream. Because obviously everyone's looking at me in the dream thinking, well, this is your dream. So you've got to Mm. sort this out. And I was thinking, why is it going to be my job? I'm, I'm holding it together. But, um, I, I mean, I love that. I love the idea of a really lazy uh, Cub Scout leader who's just like, let's go orienteering, but then you stay in the one room. And yeah. <laughs> I think there's yeah. something really admirable about about not being that bothered. <laughs> yeah, I think actually a lot of my Cub Scouting experiences were like this. Mm. That's really good. I was never a scout. I'm afraid. I, I, was a, I was in the very sort of um, uh, far more kind of hippie-ish woodcraft folk. Uh, where, I've heard yeah. really good stuff about. I've heard really good stuff about the Woodcraft folk. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember. I mainly remember that every now and then they get a parachute out, and we all got to run under a parachute. And, but I think they do that at a lot of kids' things. I just remember how yeah. fun it was running under. Which I don't even think is really how you use parachutes. I think if you've run under a parachute, then the parachute has has failed. You know, it's, it should be <laughs> yeah. falling out of a plane. Like you know, it's already crashed. <laughs> There's a generation of children using parachutes wrong. Yeah, because of those games. You yeah, know. I've learned all the wrong lessons. So, so I can say about that. Anyway, well, anyway, Luke, Luke how are you? That's what yeah. I should have asked. Is how are how are you in between rescuing children, staring at walruses, all the other many things, giving all your wisdom? Are you well? Are you good? Well, yeah, I, uh, quite quite mixed. In the I'm I'm wait. I'm in a weird state of limbo. Not mm. um doing the limbo <clears throat> walking backwards kind of bending over trying to get under something i mean a I weird say, of limbo. you're not doing that right now I know i'm not doing that you, right not, now yeah 
I'm not. Imagine if I was. Imagine if I was bent at a 90 degree angle talking to you. No, I'm, I'm in an odd state nice. of limbo because I'm I'm waiting to hear back from a from a big job that told me oh. they would tell me at the beginning of the week. And now it's Thursday and it is. Here's a here's a little bit of behind the scenes for the listeners. It's now 2.25 in our time zone, but you could be listening at any time. And I've not heard anything. And so I'm wow. I'm trying to just find ways of filling time. Because that's, I think, all I have to do. I just have to find time-consuming things to do while I'm waiting to hear. So one of the things I've been doing is, it's my friend Christian Brighty's birthday this weekend. And last year for his birthday, I made him a board game about his life. Amazing. Where um, you, you, you know, you pick up cards and it tells you, you know, good things that happen in your life. And you move forwards around the board or bad things and you move backwards. It was quite traumatic in some ways. There were some things I probably shouldn't put in there. But now I've started work on an expansion pack for that board game for everything that's happened to him in the last year. Um, you know, wow. so, so this year I've been making notes the entire year thinking, oh, that'll be good. I hope we're still friends by his birthday and I've made it. Um, so that's what, that's what I'm doing because he loves board games and so do I. And I like, um, long craft tasks a lot. So that's, that's I'm how so I'm impressed. That sounds so epic and amazing. And, and just, what do you, can I ask, like, what do you, what do you play? Do you have counters or have you made little tiny Christians that you, that you go on the board with, or how do you, how so do you do it? I never really fixed the counters issue. I think last time we used um, like uh, <laughs> things we found on the floor. <gasps> I'd forgotten about that element of it, but you, because Christian does a lot of comedy as well and he plays lots of different characters. So all the characters you play as in the game are, um, Basically, it's a board game that no one else would ever enjoy. It's only really for him. That so I've, I've better. I think that's. So I'm exciting. not going to make. Yeah, I'm not going to make a lot of money on it. That's that's the problem. Sure, it's not sure. going to be a money maker. I've tried. I've tried trying to sell it. I've called up the big board game companies. But this might be your moment. You're talking about it on 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 the radio nonsense podcast. Is every chance that children around here will go? Maybe I want to play through Christian's life. Uh, yeah. Through all these references that I don't understand, but maybe I will, or or even better, maybe they'll now all go make their own board games. But you'll be hailed as the pioneer of this, and therefore, right? There is, yeah, you know, yeah, a I, fame, I could fame sell and a Nobel Prize for you because of that. I could sell the format, couldn't I? Mm. Oh, yeah. the Nobel Prize for board games—it's such an important and mm. really everyone wants that prize. It's really uh, big, um, yeah. they give it to Mousetrap pretty much every year. Every year, but it but it's because it does have that little cage that drops, and it's like I don't know how. Yeah. You beat like that's so exciting. How do you beat, little, do you beat that? No, no other game's got a little it? cage that drops, and I, I just I don't know how you're going to top that. It's very tricky. I, I was going to say, do you remember the um? It's from from many 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 years ago, way before any of our listeners were born. There were adverts for a game called The Game of Life. And it was had a song that said, be a winner at the game of life. Drive a car, have a baby, get married, something <laughs> crazy. And it was all about you play you play through someone's life. But I think your game sounds like an actual better version of that because the game of life was really boring and you only got to do really boring things like drive a car, have a baby. Boring. Boring things. You're getting to be like Christian's life. Sounds, you know, I think you've got more interesting things in there. 
Right. This is this is my hope is is that people buy this board game to see if they'd like to have Christian's life. They should make mm. they should make as many game of life as there are people on the planet. Yes. And we should all be able to sample, especially if you especially if you're young, you should have a chance to sample, you know, a few different lives and see because you know, driving a car and having a baby, there's some people that might appeal to, but but um not me. I wanna no. um I want to drive a baby. That's what I want to do. Whoa. Well, they go very slowly. I mean, unless it, <laughs> it depends. So slow. When they crawl, they're faster than you think they're going to be. But before yeah. the crawling, they just sort of roll, roll over and poo themselves. And you, so I don't think you'd get, if you had somewhere to be and you had to be there quite quickly, driving a baby would be the worst way to get there. Cause you'd be like, Oh, you've just rolled over and pooed yourself again. This, I, I'm not, I'm going to miss my meeting. On the other hand, I think the good thing about driving a baby is a very safe because it's very slow, mm, very safe yes. mode of transport, yes. and b uh, means you have to plan ahead a lot more. I think fast mm. transport because I live in London, so I can zip around on trains whenever I want, whatever I want at the drop of a hat. Um, always dropping my hat on trains, and but but because of that, I think I've become very disorganised because I think oh, I could probably. I could probably get there in 10 minutes and I can't, I can't do that. That's impossible. So I think if get rid of trains, replace them with babies, everyone will become more organized and um, that'll be a relief for everyone. And so much more environmentally friendly as well. I think apart from the nappies, obviously nappies aren't. So you'd have to, apart from the nappies, you'd have to find some other way of, of, uh, yeah, there's, there's a way, but I think, I mean, I think you've come up with a very interesting uh, idea there, Luke, and I'm yeah, definitely yeah. for it. And I think we'll speak to Transport for London and all the other transport networks around the world and see if they can replace <laughs> trains, buses, obviously cars, need to replace aeroplanes with babies as well. That will um, be tough. need to go all that... out, yeah. Babies for London, that's what we'll call it. Yes. Branding. Also, I mean, like baby, it means babies get jobs, uh, you know, because they're always just sort of... There are so know, many unemployed around. babies out yeah. there. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so it's many unemployed babies. Yeah, more jobs for babies. I'm, I'm all for this. Like, I think again, <sighs> again, so many revolutionary ideas already in, in this episode. I, I did want to just check though because you said that you've been the the, the job that you're waiting for. You be they said they contacted yes. you at the beginning of the week, and it's now we're we're speaking on a on a Thursday at yes. past two in the afternoonish. Mm. Um, do you do you know for sure that they start the week on the same day as you start? That is a fantastic question. And I have not checked that Mm. because I do remember when I was younger, calendars being quite inconsistent. And some Mm. people think Sunday is the start of the week. Other people think it's the end. Other people think Sunday isn't even in the week. It's kind of a separate zone, really. So I've not checked that. And and also they are kind of based in america so it's it's um it's a whole other world really it's a whole other world it's a long we do have listeners in america listen to this podcast and i i know for sure that they uh some of their clocks are upside down you know sometimes they just miss tuesdays i I think that's how it works they just they, they have their own things going on it's a real shame, isn't it? It's a real shame we couldn't work out across the world <laughs> what way to put yeah. the clock up. I would say the best way to put it is on the back of a clock, you often have a hook, like a kind of mm. hook. That's what I would yeah. use. That's that's why 12's at the top for me. Yes, yes. I mean, again, maybe we should swap clocks for babies. 
and then this would sort of solve the whole problem. That'd be an interesting way of right because like it would create at least then everyone would be wrong because it would just depend on mm. you know like so you know it was lunchtime because your baby was hungry you know it's yeah. bedtime because your baby's asleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the difficulty with that is that babies don't know they're hungry at weird times and they sleep at weird times. So I think it would it would cause absolute chaos. But at the same time, we'd all be in chaos together, and that yeah, would unite like the world it. in a really lovely way. You'd call up, yeah. what well, you'd call up America, or well, you say to America, like, "Oh, we're going to phone you for a meeting." They say, "When? Oh, when my <laughs> half past hungry baby?" <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, the big problem though is that they only have two little hands. They don't have a big hand and a little hand. Oh, so yeah. You'd, you'd have a problem with, yeah, that would be tricky. You'd have a problem with that, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Babies only have two small hands, <laughs> like clocks, which are purpose built mm. by having a big hand and a little hand. Here's actually yeah. a real true fact. Mm. Back yonder in the day, back way back yonder, we only had one hand on the clocks what? because we were less. We, we, we had a, a slightly different idea of time. Obviously, now we're always very stressed about time or thinking about time. We want to manage your time down to the exact, you know, most exact second. Like my watch tells me that it's four to 15 seconds, 16 seconds past 2.33. But way back yonder, there was just an hour hand because, you know, we, I don't know, we, we occupied time very differently. We didn't feel like we had to know exactly how many minutes had passed. Is that interesting? Amazing. That is really interesting. But also, obviously, people didn't need to do as much. But how did they time, like, boiling an egg? Or all these sorts of things that you need to know smaller amounts of... Did they just ah. used to leave it in there and then at some point go, it's probably done now and it would be like a rock or... I, well, I there's lots of other it. ways of... There's lots of other ways of measuring time. You know, for example, if you want to know how long uh, to boil your egg, what you do is you boil another egg. And when that egg's ready, that means your egg's ready. Wow. So that's, that's so, amazing. That's right. Amazing. So that's, that's one way of measuring time. You could then use boiling an egg to time something else. Mm. You know, for example, how fast was my horse around the racetrack? Well, it was five boiled eggs, but one of them was soft. Oh. You know, one of them yeah. was too soft. And then you can measure your eggs with how by making your horse run around. Of course, this is brilliant. I had no, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I, I, these are all methods I wish we'd kept, to be honest. And I think life would be a lot better for them. Uh, I'm, a firm believer. I'm a firm believer. Firm yeah. believer in that. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Fas absolutely fascinating talking to you, Luke. I'm, I'm so pleased you could be here today. And and listen, obviously, I've Me got too. you here for a specific reason. We've got a question yes. I need to ask you. But before we get to that, yes. Um, I've got to ask you two two very important things. And, and the first yeah. of which is that this is an audio podcast for people's ears or knees, mm. if that's how they listen to things. I don't want to judge. And um, because it's audio, I just wondered if you have a favourite noise that you could either make or tell us about. Yes, I think I thought about this long and hard <laughs> ever since I was a boy. And I've decided, um, I've decided, I think my favourite noise is, for example, the noise when you're like swooshing something through the air to do something, for example, to cut down a tree with a, um, well, with an axe or whatever. And, and the, the kind of whoosh, like, the yeah. whoosh, like, so, and I love it because it's, um, it's a bit like, uh, if you ever do science experiments and you're trying to turn something into something else, but then you sometimes get some other stuff as well that you get like by, they're called byproducts, but you get like extras. Right. And, 
sometimes I think there are sounds which we often just ignore because they're not, they don't feel very important, but they're like these tiny little extras, these tiny little symphonies or whatever. So, you know, like if you um, push a mug off a table and it smashes, maybe to an alien race, seeing that they would think, oh, wow, they're making music, you know, that, oh, I see they're trying to, oh, the reason why they're cutting down that tree is to get that sound from that act. So I, yeah, I, I like unintentional sounds, but specifically, I think a swooshing sound as something goes through the air quickly. That's a beautiful, that's an amazing choice of sound. And I, I like it in, in a slightly more charged way. And I think that I, I like it. It sounds like you're cutting the air. And I always think, mm. going, yeah, I've just cut the cut because there's, there's a phrase, isn't there? Like, if something, if you're in a tense situation, you go, oh, you could cut the air with a knife. But when you do that yes. swishing noise, it's like, yeah, I've just cut the, I've sliced the air with a knife. And also, if there are ghosts about, you know, you've got a ghost because it sounds slightly different. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. You get one of those. <laughs> it's a good so, ghost detection method. If you're, say, down. forming an orchestra and you don't want one in your tuba, you could wave a yeah. stick around or an axe and then. Yeah, so you know, head on down to your local supermarket with a stick and swoosh <laughs> it by all the Pringle cans. That's what I demand. I demand from all listeners: get a uh, stick, get swoosh <laughs> it. Uh, it's such a really good choice of noise. I'm very impressed. I really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be thinking about swooshing noises all day. Properly good. Um, right. The, the other question I have to ask you, of course, is mm. that this is a podcast it's a family friendly podcast it is suitable for people of all possible ages that you could ever think of think of an age luke think of an age or oh, uh, 50 20 50 20 yes yes it's suitable for 50 20 year olds that's brilliant Re- brilliant yeah so anyone you can think of it's suitable for them but because of that obviously um there's rude words we can't say and i just want to check mm. if there are any rude words you won't be saying during yes. this recording i won't be saying the word spizzlewit I won't be saying it. Oh, thank goodness for that. Wow. That will not pass my lips Mm. or spifflewit or fipplewit. Whoa. Whoa. So no spizzlewit, spifflewit or fipplewit. None of them will be said by you. I I won't say them either. I should just say I won't be saying. You won't say any of those words. Or piffle, fiffle, twit. Piffle yeah. wit, yes, but I won't be saying those anyway. I mean, particularly, I mean, spizzle wit is a particularly horrible word. They're horrible words, and I, um, I won't go on any podcast. I won't be interviewed by anyone who says them, or has said them, or has heard them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't realize people even, even still said them now because I remember obviously it was something they used to say. Was it like the twelve hundreds or you know when there was a lot yeah. of spizzlewits about? But now it's a lot of them around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's embarrassing. There's so few yeah. of them around that even to say their name feels a bit of a, a kick in the teeth. Mm. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you, thank you, Luke, for not saying spizzlewit, yeah. spifflewit, or, or fifflewit. Uh, yeah, that, I, that none of those things. One, but we won't. I won't say them. You won't say them. To make sure no one says them. Thank you very much, and I, I, I appreciate you respecting our rules. Um, right. Well, listen. On to the very important bit. The reason I've got you here because I, I think you're, you know, you're you're the person to answer this specific question. Um, that we've been sent this in, and I'm going to try and read the name, but it's um. Laugh crying emoji, laugh crying emoji, laugh crying emoji falling over, laughing emoji, smiling emoji, question mark, question mark, question mark. And that's their name, I think. Um, very inventive parents. Very inventive. You must yeah. have said that before. You must. Yeah. Eddie's a long time listener. 
<laughs> very, very possible. Very possible. Uh, Long time listener. I don't. I. I assume. Also, it's it's very hard to know if that's one like just their first name or if that is their their first and several middle names and the surnames the three question marks or you know do I they, don't know yeah. how to, I don't want to be disrespectful and say it wrong do um, they have a nickname it's probably smiley face smiley smiley cry cry, cry laugh cry emoji laugh cry emoji I was Is about that... to try and say that we should try and reenact their name with our faces but I think that would be very poor radio content I can't realise <laughs> it would be it would be Really, because I most of what I do, <laughs> yeah, most of what I do in comedy is is all very visual things. Mm. So I often I'm just having to retune <laughs> for this format. <laughs> I think I mean I think should we just have a if the, you could do it and the listeners could just imagine for however yeah. many seconds it takes for you to reenact. All right, say say the different faces quickly. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, we've got laugh laugh cry emoji. Oh, that's very good. You're really missing out. Hey, this is uh, laugh cry emoji again. <laughs> so very good. All oh, sound effects. This is this yeah. is brilliant. He's really doing it. Um, laugh cry emoji on its side, like falling over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, laughing emoji, but with eyes closed. <laughs> wow. And then smiling emoji, but with sort of closed eyes. Hmm. Oh, that one. I, whoa, I think that might be your best. And then question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, uh, uh. Wow. Well, that is <laughs> a, a sound play, didn't it? Yeah. It was beautiful. I, and I just, I mean, I feel like, I hope the listeners imagined, you know, correctly how good that was because I was really amazed. I'm very impressed. And uh, I feel Thank sad. That, I, I say I feel sad that they've missed out, but they should have been here, shouldn't they? They should have been. They should just. They should be watching. It's their fault for being at home. When, when we turn this into a movie, mm. we'll be really happy we did this. Yes, you know. yes, it'd be the be- probably be the best, but the rest of it's gonna be quite static. But that, that <laughs> yeah. bit that people talk about for years to come. Uh, that's me- for the me- movie. That one, that bit's for the movie. <laughs> oh, like, well, I look for, I look forward to radio nonsense. The movie uh, that that's gonna be the, the the highlight, the absolute highlight. Well, I think um, I really liked, I liked all your noises, but I particularly like your question mark noises of. Uh, uh. So I think should we should we mm. call them that for this uh, duration of this? Is that yeah uh? yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, mm-hmm. well, uh has sent in this question, and this is a this is a really important question actually. It's something I've wondered myself many a time. Why, this, Luke? This is for you. Why do meerkats want to be tall? Hmm. Well, well, this is a question. Now, th- yeah, this 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 is a question which is rocking the um the 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 world of biology environmental studies uh zoology mm. zoos just zoos uh yeah that that's it's it's a question i'm very unsurprised it's found its way onto radio nonsense i'm just relieved that it was for the episode um where where i'm here <laughs> yes i'm absolutely too. relieved me too yeah. I hope I can finally, finally, for once and for all, on this very public platform, uh, put an end to this mystery. Uh. Why do meerkats want to be tall? Because they do, don't they, Tina? They do. Yes, they do. They clearly do. You can you can see because they're always standing up and they're always sort of trying to go on tippy toes and have their heads up, aren't they? And they always. 
It's, it's clearly it's clearly like them going a bit bigger, please. It's, I mean, mm. you, can, you can almost hear it, can't you? You can almost hear them say it. Bit bigger, please. Is um, yeah. is if we could, if we could translate meerkat. Uh, I uh, what sound do meerkats make? It's a sort of squeaky. It's a sort of squeaky noise, isn't it? I, right. I mean, I guess so. I don't. Do you know what? I don't know for sure, but I look at them and I think it's probably a, a squeaky noise. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they would make a squeaky it. sound. Yeah. If you were to translate it, it would it would translate as bit bigger, please. Like a yeah. bit bit bigger, please. Mm. Um. Yeah. I mean, we we have to think. There's there's so there's so. <laughs> many elements to the answer to this question and and number one is they want it should they get it well should they get it because if not that says something about those meerkats it says that well part of the reason why they might want it is because they haven't considered all the consequences Mm. Yeah, I mean, because meerkats live underground, don't they? they? Live in their little burrows. Yeah. Uh, based on, I've never seen them in the wild. I've only seen them in the zoo. I mean, I don't know if they live in the. Maybe the wild is the zoo for that. Maybe that is where they originally live. I don't know. If <laughs> so they naturally they naturally occur in zoos, and then they're bred in the captivity of the outside world. Yes, which is very. But it could well be that that meerkats appeared, and then someone said, "Well, they only live in zoos, so this has to be a zoo." And then they built a zoo around the meerkats. You it know. is how they decide where to put a zoo. Mm, as soon as thought, you, yeah. as soon as you see meerkats, find evidence of meerkats, um, that 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 decides where. It's very much like someone sticking a flag onto an island. It decides yes. where the next zoo will fall. So meerkats travel underground. Clearly, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So that's a, a like they have to be a certain size. To do that, because it's if you if you're a really big meerkat, you're not going to fit in those little holes and and, and right. little tunnels, are you? And this isn't necessarily about this isn't necessarily about width or girth of meerkat. This is about tallness. So I, I would say mm. kind of length, like a stretched mm. kind of snake-like meerkat. You know, like mm. a like a large furry earthworm with four little <laughs> paws. <laughs> and. No. In in many ways, in many ways, that could be a great advantage in a tunnel. You know, you kind of like go into the tunnel, you, you can you can travel a lot further, and you could pop out of the hole with just your top half and leave your bottom half, you know, still underground, nice and toasty, because obviously oh, it gets yeah. it can get a bit cold or or maybe nice and cool underground. I can't remember deserts, they hot or cold. Depends on what you order, really, from the restaurant. I think so. Um, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Depends on the desserts, doesn't it? But I but, but the thing that I think meerkats haven't considered about this underground earthworm life is that it's very easy if you're traveling through those burrows and tunnels to tie yourself in a knot. Have you ever oh, seen a a meerkat pretzel no i haven't and i i can't imagine it's a very pretty sight it's uh it's not a pretty sight it's not a pretty sight it will you're going to lose your appetite for pretzels for life um i guess what i'm trying to say is that uh fortunately it hasn't happened because meerkats oh, have stayed stumpy Phew. um 
I mean, there's but, also logistic. I just want to, because in, in my head, I'm imagining this. If they're a very long sort of furry worm meerkat, I'm imagining that two yeah. of the little paws are right at the, the bum end. And then yeah, two right of the little the paws end, yeah. are right at the sort of shoulder end where they'd normally be. But then, like, that would make standing up really, really hard. You'd be like one of those... Um, you know, like sometimes you get them outside, like car showrooms or or big shopping mm. centers or something, and they'd be like the wavy, inflatable, like tube people who who wave yeah. around everywhere. That's what you'd be like if you had just <laughs> two little legs at your bum and two, because you wouldn't be able to balance. You'd just be, ah, ah, you know, it'd be every meerkat chaos. would require a kind of significant inflation device at at the at the at the bum end. That's mm. that is the only way it could work, and you'd yeah. have a lot of used car. People who want to buy used cars then coming to the desert. Or zoo, yeah. Destroying habitats. Or zoo, or zoo. Destroying habitats. But I think, so So it's pretty evident. Yeah, you know, it's pretty evident. that it, And, and, because meerkats, iconically, are iconic for kind of standing up, aren't they? Yes. Which is their way of expressing that they want to be tall. But once they got their wish, they would no longer be able to do that very thing, which makes them stand out. Yeah. It's it's a classic tragic tale of being careful what you wish for. You know what I mean? Wow. I mean, it really is. And also, I, I have to say, just something I'm thinking about in that I think your description of how they would be tall is correct, because if they were tall, but sort of wide as well, then they'd be a bear. And there's already there'd be a bear, and you they can't would be have a bear. more bears when there's already bears. Like we've already got a bear, so you can't now just bears. tread on that territory by mm, being, no. you know. So I think you're right; they'd have to be a different shape. Just why human be beings? It's why human beings cut their nails is so they don't begin to tread on bear territory. Well, it's why I have to shave around my eyes so that because I've got a beard and hair, but in order to mm. not like be mistaken for a bear, I have to shave around my eyes and and my nose so that I look, yeah. you know, so I'm I'm definitely a human. There are enough bears. Mm. This is this is something the podcast can decide. So we've covered <laughs> so we've covered why they shouldn't mm. be tall. Mm. So the question still remains: Why do they want it if it's so mm. evidently? wrong i've got a theory okay um i am genuinely a bit of an animal expert i have to admit it um had to learn a lot about about different animals for a show that i did but also i i uh worked on a on a video game which was about animals so i I learned lots of facts about animals for example the slow loris has poison in its armpits what yeah that's point that's how it attacks poison in its armpit it lifts up its armpits and it has i don't know why i'm demonstrating but no one can see it but it has kind of poison um in its armpits wow he's another so great on. one so if you were to be if you were for some reason after a slow roast which i hope you aren't i hope no one is because why would no. you but no. i suppose you could defeat them by just carrying some deodorant mm. and then and then they'd be like poison armpits you went and then they'd smell fragrant and then you could just sort of pick them up and, and put them in, in in your little bag. Exactly. That is pretty much exactly how the illegal trade in slow lorises works. Wow. Wow. That's why you have to be. Don't, don't listen to that. If you if you are an illegal slow loris trader listening to this podcast, don't listen to my tips. Ignore that. Just ignore this podcast. That I said. This podcast is for everyone, but it's yes. not for slow loris no. illegal black market no. traders. Absolutely not. But um, that's why you should be suspicious of anyone you see buying deodorant. Mm, yes, that's very true. 
Very wise. Wow, that's a fantastic fact. Thank you, Luke. I'm so impressed. So why do meerkats want to be tall? I think they're trying to impose. I, I think they've seen what evolution has done for other animals, other species, and it wants a piece of the action. If I could hazard an extremely well-informed guess, I think the meerkat is probably the closest animal to humans in DNA, if not in proximity. Right. Pretty close. I think when you see, why, why is it that you see them so often in zoos? Are we learning about them or are they learning about us? Whoa. And to finish the picture, I think it's not just about being as tall as us. I think it might even be about being taller. I think they want to ride a giraffe. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's quite the revelation. They want to ride That's a giraffe. That's what I think it's about. They want to of ride a giraffe. Of course they do. And do you know what? Also, just in terms of, like, like color schemes, that would look really nice. Like, if you saw a meerkat on top of a giraffe. Oh, nice. It would look lovely. It would look really lovely. Wow. I mean, that's quite a big, I, and I can imagine just meerkats parading all over. They, they'd, they'd rule things if they, if they rode giraffes, wouldn't they? Because they, mm. they'd just be so, the giraffes would be so big. They'd be so big. There'd be nothing out of their reach. They could get all the cereals that are on the top shelf at the supermarket that are extra sugary. They could yes. eat those. They could get full of energy and then trample on everything. I mean, it'd be really dangerous. <laughs> the power cereals that we yeah. must keep out of hands of any other species because yes. it is the key to our dominance of the planet are sugary cereals. It absolutely is. It's where all the, the weird ones like ricicles, ricicles, I don't even know if they still exist, but they had a spaceman on the front because if you ate them, you'd get enough sugar to go to space. And it was yeah. all those sort of ones. And and I feel like that's why they're on the top shelves is specifically so that meerkats cannot cannot get them. Yeah. So meerkats can't. So the short answer to the question is they want to be tall to get the sugary cereals. When you see them standing up, that's them just trying to stretch. Um, they kind of misunderstood evolution, unfortunately. They think that they can kind of just stretch themselves taller. Um, maybe they can. Maybe, maybe I've misunderstood yeah. re- evolution, actually, if I'm honest. Maybe one maybe day, I've just one will it. do it. One will just stretch that little Pop bit it. harder and a little bit better and just suddenly, yeah, go like, um, just expect like a sort of jack-in-the-box, just boing. Yeah, and, be... and he'll yoink a cereal packet straight from the top shelf of the meerkat enclosure. Yeah, and, share it with um, their friends and family, and then they'll all go big. I mean, we should all be really worried about this. Should we, should we be worried about this? I'm suddenly a bit concerned no. that we might be overrun by giant meerkats. I don't. I don't think we need to be too worried for for a couple of very simple reasons. Um, one is that um, meerkats aren't allowed into supermarkets because automatic doors don't register them. They don't register them at all. So it's very hard for a meerkat to find its way into a supermarket in the first place where those cereals. So even if we did find an extra tall meerkat, you're more likely to see it tying itself into a little pretzel than we are to see it um, becoming a basketball champion uh, stealing things from the top shelf, hanging paintings. These are all things which are quite unlikely to see. Um, I, I think that the threat level of meerkat pretzels is lower than some people might want to have you believe. Um, 
yeah, the, the world, the world is generally things, things, eh, 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 most things are the right size. Wow. Well, I mean, wow. That, what a fascinating answer. Thank you, Luke. I knew you'd be the person to ask. And, and I suppose for any listeners out there, and particularly you, um, if you are maybe asking because you know a meerkat, you've got friends at a meerkat's family, maybe your uncle's a meerkat, I don't know, just what you might have learned from this is for Christmas, get him a pair of stilts. I'd love it. Get Absolutely him a pair of stilts. Yeah. That would do it. I'd love it. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you, Luke. That was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So many, I mean, again, so much there. I feel we've learned uh, not just about meerkats and their tallness, but also slow, uh, lori, 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 I think in plural, they're hippopotami, I think. Ah, oh, right. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Right. Sure. So yeah. again, so much, just, you've given us so much and I really appreciate you taking time out of the time you're trying to waste, uh, before hearing about this job to speak to us instead. And I hope that you hear about that job very soon. Um, have you got, obviously you're making this game, anything else you're doing this afternoon? Um, I, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to wait a bit. I'm going to make this game and what else am I going to do? Uh, oh, I think I might cook a lasagna. Whoa. Whoa. Big plans. Big plans. Um, big well, thank plans. You. Thank you. Thank you for, for talking to us uh, before cooking a big lasagna. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure uh, is very grateful for your... That was the wrong noise, wasn't it? Uh, it was more... Uh, that, uh? Very grateful uh, for, for your fascinating answer. So thank you, Luke. It's been lovely having you on the show and hopefully see you soon. Thank you very much. Yay! Applause sound effect. Thanks to Luke Rollison for such a fascinating answer about just why meerkats want to be tall. And I hope uh, that you enjoyed that answer. And also make sure if you see a meerkat looking at the sugary cereal in the shops that you let someone know before it gets out of hand. If you have a question you need answering on the show or, you know, you want to send in a joke, an annoying noise, a sound effect you can make, um, like this one I've just worked out, which is a printer full of jam. Uh then get those ungainly slumps to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Do give my Scream Street Comedy Guide videos a watch on YouTube. Come see our shows live by checking where we'll be at at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. See what it's like to wear your shoes on your hands for a day. Occasionally shout broccoli at passers-by. And um, I don't know, do what you like, really. It's only Wednesday, even if it's not. I've got to go now as there's still loads and loads of sound effects I haven't yet replaced that really need doing quite urgently. Um, roundabout going too fast. Uh, an upset chickpea. Uh, Gavin from down the road. Hello. Uh, February. And uh, being told it's bath night. It's bath night. Um, yes, I think I've, I think I've got those ones all right. Um, there's only 37,899.3 more to go. So hopefully I'll get through them by the end of the day. Uh, look out for the Halloween special later this week. Uh, bye, sound effect. Bye. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, it's the end.